All right. <laughs> You also need to let's stay together live. <laughs> Woo! Woo. <laughs> You're listening to me play a ukulele live. Woo. <laughs> we did it. I'm proud we, of you. We did it. Yeah, I did it. I remembered the song. It only took me about 20 minutes. <laughs> Kayla listened to me while I tried to remember. It was a good time. This is the prep that we're bringing today. Actually, I feel like for, in terms of what we're talking about today, I've never been more prepared. <laughs> I've read many things <laughs> and I typed many notes. So I hope you're excited. Oh, and there's the bird that's, already. Uh, that's Kayla's pet bird. His name <laughs> is Bowie. I know this like has a this episode has a lot of like bird talk, but yeah. it's not, that's why he's here. He's our comment? he's our professional <laughs> bird professional subject matter yeah. expert yeah <laughs> he's got bona fides and everything yeah <laughs> whatever whatever like qualifications birds have to have to be birds so yeah <laughs> he's a professional bird a he master paid seed. <laughs> <laughs> let's get started this is okay. a podcast about fruits basket by natsuki takaya in case you were not aware of that and i would hope that everybody who's on the stream is aware because we are talking about some major reveals today it also says it on the stream image very good <laughs> um let's do it are you ready to jump in i don't have any banter to talk about today the only things that we could talk <laughs> you about put was... a section in the notes for banter <laughs> <laughs> that's true i did do that the only things that i could say are like what a shit time what a shit week how about that <laughs> But nobody wants to hear us talk about. Yeah, you can't even say, uh, how about that local sports team? I know. There is no <laughs> local sports team. There are no events. This is the event. Streaming is an event. That yes. We <laughs> All <laughs> the <glad> events. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. I'm glad that we can provide something exciting, maybe a little bit exciting. <laughs> so let's do, let's do this. Let's jump into it. We're discussing right. chapters 96 to 99 today. And I hope that everybody has either prepared or is prepared to read along because we're going to go. Story time with it. Ellen. Yeah, it is story time with Ellen. That's what you do most of the time, don't you? Yes. Yeah. I have it right here. Very good. Well, I'm glad you're ready. I hope everybody else is ready. I hope you brought snacks. I hope you brought some drinks or tea. It's going to be a little bit of a long chat, but it'll be a good time. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Chapter 96 opens in the past. Teenage Karino stands with his hands open upward and he cries. Young Akito panics and Kareno narrates, it all it came all too quickly, an end and a beginning, a liberation and a cage. In the present, Akito lays in bed. The room is dark, though it's daytime. He complains to Kareno that it's cold. Kareno goes and shuts the window, then kneels to check on Akito, asking if he's still not feeling well. Akito asks Kareno to come closer, and Kareno obliges. Akito grabs his shirt. Kareno, he says. I know that you say, I know that I say nasty things about you sometimes, but you know that I know that I'm saying nasty things, right? Kareno remembers Akito calling him inferior at the beach. You know that I don't mean it, Akito says, releasing Kareno's shirt. You know that, don't you? Yes, Kareno says. Akito looks up with pleading eyes. Kareno, you'll always be by my side, right? At first, Kareno doesn't reply. He grimaces sadly and then remembers the two of them holding hands around the same age as the first memory that we saw. Yes, he answers. And they kiss. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's exactly what I said <laughs> when we texted about this earlier. <laughs> At school, Uo looks outside the window. The kids are all lining up to practice their graduation ceremony outside, but Uo complains that it's cold, and she'll be pissed if she gets a cold because of it. 
Hannah says she's never had a cold. I guess that true. It's true that idiots can't catch cold. She says, and Uo's like, that should bother you. <laughs> Uo complains that she hasn't had any any luck since third term. And New Year's flew by. And Toru looks at her kind of concernedly and thinks that a lot happened at New Year's. We transition to Shisho's house. I assume it's New Year's Day. Rin and Toru chat, and Rin is sure that she fell asleep sitting up, but was laying down when she woke up. Toru suggests that maybe Shisho laid her down. Impossible, Rin says. If anyone touched me, I would have woken up. Even that's Haru-san? Toru asks. Haru, he's different, Rin says. She turns, suddenly aghast. How did you... Who told you about Haru and me? She shouts, and Toru's like, huh? Rin is like, who told you? Who? Toru remembers Haru and Hiro talking about Rin at the culture festival, and Toru kind of covers for it, saying, I mean, maybe this is what they call women's intuition. And Toru, <laughs> Rin is like, you don't seem like the type to be gifted with that. But never mind, just don't mention the name again. We already broke up. Yuki knocks on the doorway to speak to Toru, and Rin leaves immediately without greeting Yuki at all. <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> Yuki says that he came to wish Toru Happy New Year, and Toru notices his head is hurt. She asks what happened. I defied Akito, he says, so he let me have it. Inside, I was actually afraid, but I pushed myself a little, you know? And Toru remembers when she pushed Akito away from the terrified Yuki at school the previous year and smiles. Yes, she says, and Yuki smiles with pride. Lucky, Momiji says, surprising the two of them. I want her to praise me, too. And Toru wishes him Happy New Year, and Yuki asks if he has something that he wants Toru to praise him about, and Momiji says yes, and Yuki says that he'll head back to Shigure's house. <laughs> Momiji takes Toru by the arm and pulls her close and whispers, I gave the DVD to Kureno. When I gave it to him, my heart was pounding, but still, I'm glad I can make sure he got it. Toru is overwhelmed, tears well in her eyes, and she tries to thank him, but stumbles over the words. Let's say a prayer, Kay, Momiji says, and takes her hands, and they bow their heads close. Let's pray that he'll watch it. In the present at school, Toru clasps her hands and thinks, please let Uotan's feelings reach Kureno-san. Uo turns to her and asks what she's been doing since she's been spacing out, and Hana calls to them to line up for their graduation practice, and they gather together and smile. Toru's little, fair pr little <laughs> prayer finishes as they gather, Uotan's feelings and her love. At the main house, Hattori and Shigure chat. Shigure casually lays on the floor and reads, and Hattori smokes. He says that Akito has been in bed since New Year's. He must have gotten quite the shock from Yuki's rebellion. Let's have Yuki can do the nursing then. Shigure gripes, and Hattori says, don't be stupid. <laughs> he asks if Shigure will visit, and Shigure says that he tried, but Akito got mad and turned him away. And he recalls the way that Akito reacted, screaming from bed. Why didn't you come right away when that idiot Yuki said all those nasty things to me? Why are you like that? Why, do you ever, why don't you ever choose me first? So hypocritical, Shigure says. He's the one who chose Kureno. We see a scene interspersed with Shigure and Atori's conversation. It's now evening. Akito and Kureno lay together in bed. Akito's head on Kureno's arm, face in his chest. Kureno quietly gets up, caresses Akito's cheek, and slips out of the bedroom. Hatori says that even God can pick favorites among the Zodiac. Come on, Hatori, Shigure says. None of you have ever felt it with Kureno. There's something not right about him. He, he might be, Hatori says, but trails off. You're ducking under this one, Shigure asks, because you're afraid? Sad? Because you can hate it but not let go of your attachment to it? The bond, I mean? That's not fair. I don't want you telling me that I'm not fair, Hatori says. <laughs> You're right. Well, I'm... Wait, I said this to someone before. Who was that? Does it matter? I'm powerless and worthless, Shigure says. A small... A man of small caliber. I'm the worst of men. The worst thing about you, Hatori says, is that while you realize that, you still don't regret a thing. Shigure smiles a rueful smile. <laughs> Not <And> that <laughs> <rueful>. Yeah. <laughs> More like, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> like a whelp. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, if I had described that in an adjective, it would be whelp. <laughs> it's like moderately rueful, more like whatever, I guess. <laughs> Not so sad <laughs> as we normally mean when we say rueful. Meanwhile, in his office in the dark, Kareno sits at his desk looking down, his elbows resting on his knees. He plucks the DVD that Momiji gave him off of the shelf and looks at it. He wonders what's on it and remembers Toru's plea from her Mission Impossible sneaking adventure. <laughs> as long as you're alive, wishes will keep being made. He rests his forehead on his hands. He inserts the DVD and plays it on the extremely large monitor computer that's nearby. <laughs> like, what does he do? What does he need it for? Anyway, He remembers Akito speaking to him as a child. Hey, Kareno, what does it feel like to be a bird? To be able to fly through the sky completely free. Is it fun? Is it exciting? You're lucky. I wish I could become a bird. Nikito smiles. The kids play unf unfolds on the screen. The stage curtain. Cinderella Hana giving Toru some tea. Uo comes on stage and Kurino's eyes widen. He reaches toward the screen. And in the play, Uo says, Think of all the star-crossed lovers who would kill for things this easy. All those star-crossed lovers who just want to see each other. Kurino touches the screen as she screams, Come and see me, damn it! tears in his eyes he remembers Toru again saying that because they can't see each other Uo has been sad and lonely. Kareno remembers her from their time together over the summer and smiles. They remember then remembers Akito as a child looking up grabbing his shirt and screaming don't abandon me. Kareno pulls back from the computer frozen and dead-eyed. The play ends and the DVD stops. In the dark silent office he buries his head in his hands. Later, at Shigure's house, the phone rings, and Shigure answers it, smiling. His expression is suddenly darkens, and he drops the book he was carrying and smirks. This is unusual, he says, maybe even a first. Torukun's still at school. Why are you asking for her? I don't see the connection. And I think the probability of anyone asking for Torukun is pretty low to begin with, but I didn't expect this at all. What business do you have with her? Kureno, who's the caller, says, There might be something I need to talk with you about, too, Shigure Nissan. It's about damn time, Shigure says. By the way, Kareno, can I ask you something? I've been wondering about it for a while. Are you... well, have you? Toru returns from school and she and Shigure exchange greetings. Shigure confirms that she's alone and apologizes for immediately um, asking her for something after she got home, but goes ahead and asks her to grab some envelopes for him. <laughs> Ever the epitome of generosity and responsibility, Toru says it's no problem and takes off uh, to get them with an I'm off. Take care, Shigure says, from the suspiciously dark panel at the bottom of the page. <laughs> I gotta get my humor in now, okay? Shigure <laughs> corner of the room. <laughs> it kind of is in this case. <laughs> Outside, Toru walks to the store and contemplates buying some trash bags to go along with her generous responsibility. She sees some cute sparrows and kneels down and hand, hand, extends her hand to them to try to attract them. They get pretty close to her, but suddenly all take off around her, and she turns and sees Kareno walking toward her. We see the time that Akito remembered at New Year's. In the memory, Kareno cries. Akito panics and screams. Kareno stands above Toru and we see Shigure's question to Kareno from their phone call. Well, have you been released from the curse? That's the end of chapter 96. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> <laughs> there are places in my notes that are that say pause for Kayla to go dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't one of them, but it's the natural place. <laughs> Here to fulfill my responsibility. Yeah. I'm having a little tea. Toru Hope buys envelopes. I go dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, she buys trash cans to go with the envelopes. You know, as <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah, she's responsible and whatnot. <laughs> Chapter ninety-seven opens with Akito waking up, saying, "Kareno, where are you, Kareno? At the park or wherever this is that they're meeting, which I refer to as the park quite frequently. Mm -hmm. So sorry if it's not. It's somewhere on the street. <laughs> <In> the <sparrow laughs> zone. Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> 
<laughs> Kareno helps Toru to her feet. Kareno-san, she says, the birds, but they flew away when you arrived. I thought that you were possessed by the spirit of the bird. And when you're possessed by a spirit, that animal... Huh? And then Toru remembers Yuki being surrounded by rats in the mountains and cats flocking to Kyo at school. Kareno smiles a mournful smile. He takes Toru's hand. She remembers the fateful day that she first learned about the Soma secret. When hugged by the opposite sex, we transform. We transform. And Kareno hugs her. And nothing happens. That was your cue. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, are, we already knew from the earlier one. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> right, but I'm not like that anymore, he says. I won't transform. My curse has already been broken. And Toru is shocked. It happened years ago when I was little. I'm no longer one of the Zodiac. Toru remembers what Rin and Kyo told her. I can't think of him as one of us. We hardly ever associate with other where He hardly ever associates with other members of the Zodiac. Kareno remembers Akito smiling and saying he's lucky. I can't fly anymore, Kareno says. At the main house, Akito shoves papers off of Kareno's desk and maids apologize. Apparently Kareno had business he couldn't get away from, they say. We tried to stop him. That Can is a really huge monitor. I didn't even notice. It's so big. It's like the size of a TV. What is he doing? What does he do for the family? These are my questions. A lot of spreadsheets? I don't know. Kido's personal secretary. Uh, according to Kyo. <laughs> it's his personal secretary. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes. <laughs> I make that joke in non-spoilers now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were laying in bed together. So, you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Akito asks if the maids can contact him and one says no it seems he turned off his cell phone find him right away Akito demands and they hustle out of Karina's office <laughs> he never left without my permission before Akito slams his fist against the wall never at the park Toru releases her grip on Karina why how did the curse she stammers I don't know Karina says I really don't it happened so suddenly without any warning the curse was broken and he remembers when his curse broke again it felt like my field of vision had been abruptly opened, like there was no one inside but me, and there was nothing to drive me away. The sky was so blue that day, and I realized that I would never be able to fly in that sky again. It made me both sad and elated. I was happy. Bird, shush. <laughs> He's sad and elated. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> it felt like I'd finally become human, he thinks. Uh-huh, but... The other members of the, the Zodiac still think you're the bird, and you're still by Akito-san's side, aren't you? Karina-san, what is it? What is it that you still haven't been released from? Toru asks. He turns and steps away, and then turns back and hands her the DVD, her note with Uo's contact information tucked inside the case. I'm sorry, your present is wasted on me, he says. I'm just sorry, I came here to tell you that. I won't be seeing Arisa, because from now on, I'll continue to stay by Akito's side. Toru remembers him saying... I have no intention of seeing her. Twice, he says. It was only twice that I met Arisa and talked with her. They were such tiny, trivial encounters. If it ends now, they'll become a trivial memory, and those will fade to nothing someday. Karina looks away from Toru. That's all there is to it. You don't have to worry about it anymore, he says. Toru cries, and she reaches up and turns his face toward hers. Tears well in his eyes and falls well. He thinks of his meeting with Uo, her saying, Then smile more happily. I don't think it was a waste. Because I wanted to see you. Come and see me, damn it. I I want to see her. I want to see her, Karino says as they cry. But I just, it was only twice, but it's still for the first time after becoming human that I, myself, thought I might care for someone. In reality, I could have held her as much as I wanted. I'm not possessed by spirit anymore. I was released so easily from the curse that everyone still suffers from. I'm free. 
me and no one else. I can go anywhere. I can love anyone. But but that's exactly why. That's exactly why I have to stay by Akito's side. We see Akito standing in the main house and then transition to the past. Young Akito screams and sobs, suddenly bursting into where Kureno in what seems like a middle school uniform stands, hands raised and sobbing. A maid tries to calm Akito. Get away from us, Akito screams. Don't let anyone come until I say so. Do you hear me? If anyone comes, I'll kill them. I'll kill them. Akito drags Kureno away to a room and slams the door. Why? Why? Why did it break? It's our bond, Akito says in frustration, face against the door, arms raised and fists clenched. I don't know either. It just happened, Kureno says. Akito looks back at Kureno, terrified. What? No. Those eyes, Akito says. You've been looking at me like that. I don't like it. Why are, the, why are your eyes so distant? Why are you looking at me with such distant eyes? Stop it. Don't go. Don't leave me. Don't go anywhere, Akito pleads, clutching at Kureno's shirt. Stay with me. You have to. Don't ever leave my side. Don't ever leave me behind. Kureno's eyes widen. Akito gets more and more agitated and starts to cry. Don't, don't, don't abandon me, Kureno. Akito falls to the floor on his knees. Please, I'm begging you, don't go. He cries and rubs his eyes and Kureno comforts him. Totoro in the present, Kureno says, I couldn't do it. I couldn't forsake him. For Akito, his bond with us is everything. It makes sense. God can't exist without the Zodiac. So I swore on that day the curse was broken. That I vowed to stay by his side. I wanted to stop Akito's tears, whatever it took. I was willing to lie to the others and pretend I was still possessed by the bird. I was willing, if that's what it took to stop that child's tears, that was all I could think of. And we see Kareno in the past calming Akito down. He says to her, or he says in the past, I'll always be by your side. I swear it. Akito looks up at Kareno with wide eyes and smiles. In the present, Kareno remembers his phone call with Shigure. Shigure chastises him. You felt sorry for him? Come on, you're not bound by it anymore, right? Don't you think that you should have left him for Akito-san's sake? And not just then, for his sake now? Kareno grimaces and says to Toru that he couldn't leave Akito. I couldn't do it. I couldn't leave him. It's true that my curse was broken and that the bond I used to feel is gone now, but, but I can't leave him. He thinks of kissing Akito. Maybe it's out of pity. Maybe it's only out of pity that I hold him. I swore to stay by his side, Kareno says, until the day that he no longer needs me. Akito clung to me and cried so hard I thought he'd break in two. And so for the sake of that girl, I swore I'd keep on living. Can you understand that? Tor looks up in surprise at Kareno, calling Akito a girl. We see Akito at the main house getting out of the bath. For that child, Kareno says, timid and weak, weaker than anyone, more fragile than anyone, for that sad little girl. And that's the end of chapter 97. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I spoiled it two seconds before. <laughs> <Apple>. <laughs> but everybody should have done the reading. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on chapter 98 <laughs> girl toru says akito-san is a girl she raises her hand to her mouth in shock it can't be is that really true kareno assures her that it is there are many secrets of the soma family he says and that is one of the biggest but akito-san was behaving like a boy none of the others seem to treat akito-san like a woman toru says since the day that akito was born she was raised as a man kareno says that person decided on it toru asks who Kareno asks if she remembers when she almost got caught sneaking around the main house. We cut away to the main house. Hattori stops in the hallway and talks to someone through a doorway. The person's arm extends toward him. Akito sees and runs over. Hattori, no, what are you doing? Get away! Akito screams and stands between Hattori and the person. How many times do I have to tell you? You can't just get near them whenever you want, Akito says. Hattori says that that woman was just saying hello. We see her standing in the doorway, eyes in shadow. 
I was only saying hello to Hattori, she says. Is that so wrong? The minute you see a man from the Zodiac, you start coming on to him, Akito shouts. The woman smirks. Akito tells her to go back to her own room. Kareno explains to Toru that the person is a little ill physically and mentally. She's usually in a back room, but to Akito, she's still the biggest part of his life. Ren Soma, Akito's mother. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This time it is revealed. <laughs> it's revealed that we see what Ren looks like. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's creepy. And then I was like, oh, but maybe like it's just there's something about the way that she's drawn that like <laughs> really touched me in a way that made me feel deeply concerned. <laughs> and I was like, we talked a long time about what Akito looks like in the in the first reveal back in like, I don't know, volume four. I don't remember what chap what uh chapter specifically it is. I have put the two images of them in my notes for comparison. <laughs> I think that Ren is drawn in a way that is somehow more intimidating than Akito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about her later. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for sh- In detail, for sure. <laughs> Toru is again shocked and clenches her fist to her chest. And Kareno explains that Ren was the one who decided. Neither Akito nor Ren will explain the reason for it. There's only one thing we know for sure, Kareno says. Those two truly hate each other. Back at the main house, Ren chastises Akito. Do you always have to have such a dirty mouth? Everyone in the Zodiac will stop acting so nice to you, Akito-san. And Hattori, she says, reaching out to touch his face. You poor thing. Hattori's not a poor thing, Akito argues and stands between Hattori and Ren again. And they're not acting nice. We're connected through a bond. We're in a world someone like you could never be a part of. Ren looks exasperated. You're still spouting all that garbage, you stupid child. How many times do I have to tell you? A love connected by such a bond isn't real. The permanence that you've been hanging on to so zealously is a sham. That permanence is a delusion. I feel sorry for all the members of the Zodiac being made to keep you company. Akito suddenly snaps and chokes Ren against the wall and Hattori pulls her back. Then tell me what is real, Akito screams. The love of a parent? Even that isn't perfect. Even just within the Soma, there, there are tons of parents who leave their kids. Just like you did. No one, not even you, can define what's real. What's a lie? What's pretense? And what's worship? My bond with everyone? My permanence? No one has the right to get rid of them. The real thing, Ren asks. The real thing does exist, and I have it. I have it with Akira-san. The bond between Akira-san and me? That's real. I'll kill you, Okito screams, and lunging forward again was held back by Hitori. I'll kill you! Fine, kill me. If I die, my soul will rise to heaven, and then I can go to Akira-san. I surely don't need someone like you, Ren says. Akito grimaces and tears well in her eyes. She remembers her father kneeling in front of her, saying, My child, born to be loved. We've all been waiting for you, Akito. At the park, Karino explains that Ren doesn't believe in the bond. She thinks that it's unnatural, that it can't be real. She constantly butts heads with Akito about it, who clings to the bond. Karino remembers and reveals to Toru what happened the day that Akito was conceived. I woke up crying, he says. Shigure, Ayame, and Hattori came too. They also are the only ones who know that Akito is a woman, and Ritsu was too young, presumably, and didn't understand. All four of them had the same dream. The god that they hadn't seen yet, Akito, appeared and said, We'll meet soon. They ran straight to Ren, who didn't even know that she was pregnant yet. We kept crying around her, Kareno says. We've been waiting, we said. We've been waiting. From deep inside my heart, I was filling up with a feeling that belonged to me that I didn't know. And in his memory, Shigeru, Yami, and Hattori, and Kareno all extend their hands uh, out toward Ren's abdomen. I felt like a me who wasn't me was shouting. The voice of the spirit, another self that lived inside me, he explains to Toru. The blood of the spirit. Even if a new sense of self was born, the spirit's blood would condemn it. Don't betray Akito. Tor remembers Rin's explanation of the bond. God and the Zodiac spirits made a promise to be together for eternity, even if they were born, reborn several times. 
Crano explains that now that his curse is broken, he does look back on it as a natural like Ren. Yet there was one more thing I could see, he says. A girl, crying. At the main house, Akito cries and Tori tries to calm her down. Maids arrive and take Ren back to her room. And as she's being led away, Ren says, I wonder, can you really win like that? <laughs> Akito cries on Atori's shoulder. Why does she always say such awful things? They're so cruel. Atori picks up her coat and remembers Akito asking him to carry her as a child. So Atori picks up Akito and carries her back to her room. At the park, Karino says, I can't meet with Arisa. Not when there's another girl that I have to stay beside. I'm sorry, I probably told you too much and confused you. I know that Akito hurts people without any qualms, but I wanted you to know that Akito is battered and torn himself. I wanted you to know that just a little. Why I can't leave him. Toru cries and grips at her coat. She thinks, I should have more to say, but the words won't come out. They won't. Karino cups her cheeks. I'm sorry, all I ever do is hurt people. Still, this is the path I've chosen. I chose it on my own. I'm the one who decided this. He smiles a... He says, and he smiles, uh, sort of like sad, but trying to be reassuring smile as she cries. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for everything. Kareno leaves. Toru drops the DVD and falls to her knees and cries. Rin happens to pass by, and she's surprised to see Toru upset and then glares as she notices Kareno leaving and doesn't stick around. I can't move anymore. I won't, Toru thinks. I won't move anymore. Kareno-san, Uo-chan, she thinks of Kareno, Uo, and Akito, and Kyo, and looks terrified. At the main house, Kareno returns to Akito's bedroom. He says that he wanted to get some fresh air outside. I'm sorry, it won't happen again, he says. Nikito slaps him, hard. She cries and then touches his face, and he holds her. We see Toru's narration. All the sadness is connected like a spiral, and I can't move. At the end of the chapter, Hanajima grimaces and stands. It's the end of chapter 98. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so many things happened. Yeah. I need to have tea before I move on. <laughs> I said so many things. All right. Chapter 99 opens at night. Toru is still on her knees in the park and the wind blows her scarf away. Hana arrives with Megumi coming up behind Toru and Toru looks over her shoulder. You called me so I came running, Hana says. Da -da 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 -da. Actually, I don't know what her little tune is, but that's what I imagine it was. <laughs> I like to think of it as the Zelda. Yeah, exactly. We think we're on the same wavelength there. No, sir, you cannot have tea. Come here. <laughs> There's so much sugar in that it would probably kill you instantly. Oh no. <laughs> it's sweet tea. <laughs> I have a little burning heart attack. We don't yeah. want that. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that you miss that I cut out of the recording. <laughs> I hope everyone's enjoying. <laughs> Tears well in Toru's eyes again, and Hana smiles reassuringly. Toru, Toru wipes her eyes, and Hana helps her up. At Shigurias, Yuki answers the phone. I said I've taken Toru-kun into my custody, and I won't be giving her back tonight. You do realize what you're, you sound like, Hanajima-san, Yuki says. Are you objecting to our nightwear soiree, she asks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you mean a pajama party? No, it's fine. <laughs> In Japanese, she says, Nemaki Matsuri, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Matsuri is like festival. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess like Nemaki just means like uh, sleepwear, but it just was hilarious. <laughs> I like pajama or nightwear soiree though. Yeah, I think that's a, a great translation. <laughs> I also think it's a great thing and we should just say it all the time. Yeah. I motion to call PJ Party nightwear soiree from now on. <laughs> Do you like formal invitations? Yeah. You're invited to attend a nightwear soiree. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind this. Where's the e-fight? <laughs> okay. I see. We'll leave it at that, Hana says, and immediately hangs up. Yuki's like, yikes. <laughs> and thinks that 
It was a, it's fine, but it's kind of a little weird and wonders if something happened to Toru. Shigeru asks who was on the phone. Yuki says that it was that Toru staying the night at Hana's. Wow, he wonders, is it, was that, it wasn't that much of a shock. Yuki's like, I guess I could try making dinner. I haven't it a while. Do we have a cookbook? It's terrifying. Let's not do that. Shigeru says, grabbing his shoulder. Yuki's like, please, all I'm lacking is drive, I think. <laughs> you mean talent? Shigeru asks. <laughs> I feel like this is the humor break we needed after yeah. everything. I like his little like determined sparkle at the corner of his eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's very good. It was a nice little interaction. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Hana's house, Hana's adorable mother asks if Toru was eaten and what she would like. I'd like shark fin, Hana says, and her mom is like, but that's not what you want, Saki-chan, and you just ate. <laughs> Megumi says that Toru isn't hungry and says that uh, it's more important to make tea. Hana tells him, when she gets here, take care of things. In Hana's room, Toru sits, her fist still clenched. Hana returns with tea and serves it. And Toru asks why Hana was there. Because you were crying, she says. Although it was a voice that only I could hear, you were crying. It was practically a scream. Something upsetting happened, I presume. Toru looks away. I, I'm just, I'm confused about a lot of things. And she remembers all the things that she and Kureno talked about. Akito, his curse being broken. Akito is a girl. Akito's mother. And Uo. Toru cries. Kureno-san is a Soma. I just wanted him to meet with Uo-chan, and I asked him, but he says he says he can't see her because there's someone else that he has to be with. Kureno-san is so kind. Instead of his own feelings, he cares more about the feelings of someone else. I couldn't say anything. All I've done is cause trouble, but I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't be of any help. Hmm. He cares about the feelings of others, Hana says. Then that makes him just like you, Torukun. I do worry about you. You accept the feelings of others and very carefully you carry them and carry them and carry them. Someday in the future, you may be crushed by them. Elsewhere, near the park, Kareno waits to, or not Kareno, Kyo waits across the street and he sees a scarf lying in the road getting run over by cars. He remembers Toru showing him a similar scarf. Look, I bought a new scarf, she says excitedly in the memory. It has pom-poms. It looks like if you, you'd hit someone if you spun around, Kyo says, and Toru spins and hits him with a pom-pom. Take that, she shouts, and he's like, hey, she smiles a bright smile. <laughs> Kyo sees the scarf getting run over again in the road and then moves. At Hana's, Hana continues, and if you're crushed, I worry that your smiling face will disappear. Truly, if such a thing were to happen, hell would freeze over, Uo says, bursting into the room. <laughs> Hana explains uh, that she called Uo, who ran there from work, to meet them. Tori looks away, and Uo sits. How do I say this? I made you cry, Uo says. That means I suck. You do nothing of the sort, Uo-chan, Toru says. <laughs> you, you're not someone who can help. You're not someone who can't help, okay? I love you, you idiot, Uo says, tears welling in her eyes. She pulls Toru into a big hug. Toru cries too. Uo reassures her that it's okay. And this time she means it. You and Kureno-san are the same kind of stupid. I must really like that kind of stupid, huh? I hate causing problems for people like you. Just leave it. It can't be helped, Uo, Uo says, and she looks up as if she's truly relieved. It can't be helped. Are you speaking of a lost love, Risa-san? Megumi pipes up, snapping Toru and Uo out of their cute moment together. Bad boy, Megumi. You have to speak more carefully in times like these, Hana says. But Megumi says, there are some things that take a long time to acquire. Friends, love, really nothing has been a waste. Well, obviously, Uo says. That's always, that's already my creed. Now that all the crying is over, Hana suggests that they get the party started in earnest, and Toru offers to help, of course. Megumi says, I'm surrounded by older women. How very exciting. And Uo is like, easy there. <laughs> Later in the evening, Toru and Uo are the first to fall asleep. Megumi comments that Arisa was given closure for her feelings as well, and is probably relieved. 
or one of them comments, the dialogue is ambiguous. Hana and Megumi are talking to each other. I wonder if the possibility is gone, Megumi asks. That may be another story, Hana says. Love is difficult, he says, and Hana says, indeed. We see the narration, whatever happens in the night, morning always comes. Always. Has there ever been a night that had no dawn? Let's start again, one day at a time. The next morning, Tori returns home with envelopes because she's responsible. <laughs> she knows there's a scarf drying on the floor and it's like, is that my scarf? So it was yours, Kyo says, who has come in to dig around in the fridge <laughs> after getting ready, I guess. Tori returns surprised. I'm glad I guessed right. It was all beat up on the ground. So I kind of washed it, but I didn't get it very clean. If that bothers you, buy a new one. Toru lifts the scarf and looks at it, then wraps it around her neck. Hey, it's not dry yet, Kyo says, and she spins and hits him with a pom-pom. <laughs> I've warned you, he says, and Toru beams. Thank you so much. I promise I won't ever drop it again. Kyo looks away, blushing, and says, sure. Yuki comes downstairs and sees them smiling, and he smiles as well and joins them in the kitchen. And later at school, Toru meets up with Uo and Hana. We see Toru's narration. I want to keep things going. I want to untangle the cords one by one. The words, the facts, all the things that Karina-san told me. He said so much. The last scene of the chapter is Shigure complaining to Toru, who is concerned. Man, after seeing Yuki-kun's cooking last night, I remembered how grateful I am for you, Toru. And if asked, I would have to say that it was an absolute train wreck. I was this close to being sent to Hades. Yuki nearby thinks, maybe I am lacking in talent. <laughs> 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 That's the end of the chapters that we're covering today. <laughs> I was like, remember this detail about Yuki cooking for later because yeah. I'm back. <laughs> What a roller coaster ride of emotions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is just to um, start the discussion. Did you know that these chapters are approximately just over 70% of the way through the series? We're getting close. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, kind of like. I feel like it makes sense. There's like a reveal at the beginning, which is like the setup, which is the curse. Then there's kind of like a quarter of the way through, there's the Kyo stuff halfway through mm -hmm. is the beach arc where there's more the curse gets a lot more development mm -hmm. and then now we're like you know three quarter almost three quarters of the way through and this is like one of the other kind of like mm -hmm. big reveals that's coming before the end of the series i guess yeah yeah it's a sort of a uh a gift basket of big reveals <laughs> <laughs> i have so many things to talk to you about listen <laughs> this is the longest document of notes i've ever made probably <laughs> probably even more than the true form uh, discussion even though we covered more things or like we uh cover the same amount of chapters yeah 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 so the true form was kind of like one big event mm -hmm. this is like, like several <laughs> small big events <laughs> yeah and it kind of goes like like there's a lot of transitions like mm -hmm. back in time back to the present to this place to that place so yeah, it's kind of difficult. I split people who are reading along at home, and you probably noticed that when we do these chapters like this, I split up a lot of things. So, like, I'll just be like, I'm going to combine all this narration, even though it's, like, interspersed with different scenes, or, like, yeah. describe this one scene at this one time, even though it's, like, also interspersed, because it's just mm -hmm. doesn't really, I can't, like, jump back and forth. It doesn't yeah. narrate as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. But there was a lot of that. There's a lot of back in time, various amounts of back in time, <laughs> various mm -hmm. different places. There's like the past past and the near past, the like, I don't know, recent past. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't call anybody baby baby today. I, I was just about to say that. I was just saying who did use this example. <laughs> <laughs> baby Crano, baby, baby Crano. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. Well, baby Crano would have had to have been like five minutes before because the only like, there was like, or like a day before because it, the only recent flashback was like, well, I guess there was the beach. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had his like, yeah, he had his like, uh, 
It's like middle school curse breaking flashback, and then like yeah. when they were kids when they were creeping oh, out and sound. You're right. <laughs> was, yeah, that must have been so weird. Yeah, like I can't imagine. When I read this the first time, I was like, yeah, whatever. They're possessed. Like, I yeah. don't know. And then now I'm like, that is very weird. Weird zombie children. It's one of the weirdest things that, like, I feel like is a side effect of the curse out of all of the things that we talked about, actually. That's probably, like, the weirdest one thing, single moment in AP. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's my opinion, but it's very strange. It's very, like, um, it must have been very unnerving. Plus, Ren already has, like, a bunch of of issues yeah um, she was which we'll touch on i'm sure <laughs> yeah actually maybe we should just start you want to talk about who what should we talk about first uh, actually I, I, I have a i have an idea or do you want to talk about Ren? <laughs> Go ahead. i was gonna say take your pick of the reveals <laughs> yeah i know well what i was gonna say was let's like do an update to the curse because we haven't really done that in a while and this is like the first time that we had some major things let me mm -hmm. do a, a breakdown so what we've learned so far is when the zodiac are weak or they're hugged, they transform for an indeterminate period of time. They sometimes have qualities of the animal spirit, even in their sort of like non-animal form that we've seen. They also attract animals to them of that are their zodiac form, and they seem to understand them, like Sugar and the wolves and stuff like that that we've seen so far. And Kyo didn't Kyo have that conversation with a cat? In, um, or like he understood that her narration was presented. Yeah, like they had a conversation. <laughs> um, their animal forms also have changed over time, like such as Satori. So I guess he used to be a dragon dragon, and now he's a sea. Or the dragon spirit used to transform into a dragon, but now it transforms into <laughs> a sea dragon. <laughs> it's been a much more difficult secret to keep back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. They're even more isolated. Um, the cat also has additional, huh? I know it's not passed through. It doesn't seem to be passed through the spirit, but it's like, that's why the dragon has the memory erasing power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't know that. His dad could have, his like, you know, great, great grandfather could have been a dragon. <laughs> they're all like, I mean, they're all sort of like distantly related. Mm -hmm. So who knows? That could be true. I don't know. <laughs> it's not, it's definitely not stated. That's a, that's, what would you call that? Conjecture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the dragon needs the memory technique um the cat well for, i guess first of all it's the zodiac animals and the cat from the legend that are included in this the spirits and the cat also has an additional form which is sort of like physically exaggerated and grotesque in terms of the way it smells and looks and it's sort of kept in check by this bracelet the bracelet is some kind of like spiritual relic that was made with bones and blood supposedly according to what kyo had heard and we learned the curse does break. This is the this is the mm -hmm. update from this from this series of chapters that we read. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's some interesting things that I want to note about the way that Carino talked about the curse breaking, which I didn't really like deeply think about before mm -hmm. we started this podcast. But he said some things that are intriguing to me. Yeah, we've gotten a lot more about like the the bond aspect of the curse lately. And mm -hmm. There's a lot in these chapters. Mm hmm. So he says that when the curse broke, it felt like there was no one inside but me, which mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. Um, we also saw, and he he also talked about when Akito was um, was conceived that they like he felt the feeling of like being filled up with this other emotion that didn't come from like himself, that seemed to come from the spirit. So it seems like they we never really heard anything about how they perceive like their possession i guess before so it seems mm -hmm. like at least to someone like carino he sort of felt that he could feel the difference between like him, himself quote unquote and the spirit yeah 
you know, Karina's the only one who would have a, you know, basis of comparison. Yeah, that's true. Having been possessed and not possessed. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's like um, he describes it when, when Akito was conceived too, so I wonder if the others felt it too. Like mm-hmm. a Ayame and Shigure and it kind of raises yeah. an interesting question. Yeah, like, I kind of wonder if like, like they all obviously felt it, but I wonder if like it's only like looking back that he realizes mm-hmm. like that wasn't really me like feeling that kind of thing or yeah, or at least more clearly since because like he even says like like now that I my curse is broken, I'm looking back on it. It does feel unnatural. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It seems like it could be something that it's easier to perceive now that he's like on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The line he said that I thought was interesting when he's talking about his uh, relationship with Uo, where he says, like, it's the first time that I myself felt like I cared for someone. Mm-hmm. Which made it seem like, like he thought, like, all the, like, emotions, particularly of attachment, I guess, toward Akito or, you know, some other person inside him. And now yeah. that's the first time he felt like he, his actual self, felt like he was attached to someone. Yeah, it's interesting. He also describes himself as feeling like human. He's like, since I became human, he was the first person I felt att- attraction to since I was became human or something. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting wording in that, too. Yeah. But then we don't really hear things like that from people like Yuki or Kyo, like characters like them that are younger, who maybe have always been around since Akito was around. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get I, a little yeah. bit of... Sorry, it's slightly different topic that's fine <laughs> um, but we get yeah we get a little clarity on uh, some timeline stuff from these chapters mm-hmm. too because we know that seems like uh the mabadachi trio kareno and ritsu were born before akito mm-hmm. and everyone else was born after but ritsu was pretty young at the time because he doesn't uh, remember all this stuff that they do yeah he doesn't seem to understand or remember <clears throat> or like didn't understand slash doesn't remember mm-hmm. that akito is I, I I don't know what else he's implying, but he was specifically talking about that Akito was uh, is a girl and was raised as a man, mm-hmm. I guess, or as a question yeah, mark. Whatever. Yeah, it also seems like he wasn't in the scene where they were all drawn to Ren. That's true. So he's probably like too young to a little baby. I mean, he probably felt it, but too young to like act on it. Yeah, in, a baby. Anyway, baby. yeah, mm-hmm. baby, baby. <laughs> to uh, maybe even like conceive of what what had happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was everything that I wanted to kind of like talk about about the curse. It's just like the we learned kind of like how the bond feels. Oh, it's I think it was it's interesting that Carino says like um, so when he his curse, when he the curse breaks, he says like you know, he felt sadness and happiness, which is kind of reminded me of when Yuki met Akito the, for the first time. Mm-hmm. There was the same kind of feelings of conflicted feelings of. Like this, I don't know, like the, maybe the dual nature of the bond and the curse. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because about he, like, when we have Yuki's scene, it was all about, like, loving and hating Akito, wanting to be near and run away. Yeah. Like, kind of stuff. So I could see how you could have the same feeling from the bond breaking. It's like, oh, like, I miss this, but I don't. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But I just thought it was kind of interesting that it's like it's the same. It was the same reaction, almost like the same reaction, mm-hmm. losing that as opposed to like kind of maybe like feeling it for the first time. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell when they're like when they're little. Do they understand? Do they have the feeling of like attraction to the or like a, a feeling of what the bond is until they meet Akito? Like those are the kind of the questions that I felt like this sort of raised. What like mm-hmm. does somehow like knowing <laughs> somehow like the presence of the 
the god of the zodiac being around kind of like changed the experience of being possessed yeah based on what they described it seems like it does mm-hmm. a little bit yeah it does know. seem like it that's never described it's like, they, yeah, they in this chapter, they talk about it like, that's like the god they hadn't met saying, we'll meet soon. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we've been waiting for you. Yeah, they didn't even realize, it seems like. Like they're, like as Carino says, you know, his like quote unquote human self wasn't something that he felt before, I guess. Yeah. But you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about Aikido. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. A lot of this... Uh, revolved around um a lot of these chapters obviously revolved around akito's relationship with the junishi and ren so we were introduced to ren who's akito's mm-hmm. mother um yeah and then yeah we've seen uh oh yeah we have seen lurking in the background a few times <laughs> sending her arm out of yeah. doorways and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something creepy about that too like i don't know like ren ren sort of uh the way that she's presented in this mm-hmm. encounter is very intense <laughs> yeah yeah, it is interesting. Um, you know, way back when we first saw a glimpse of Ren, and it was during that little scene where Toru was sneaking in, mm-hmm. and um, Toru mistook her for Akito at first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is kind of like you know makes sense in retrospect now, <laughs> for multiple reasons. Yes, something wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, so I'm looking at the chat. <laughs> Someone in the chat commented. The translation note says that Hannah's dun 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 is Beethoven's fifth. Mm-hmm. So dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciated that. Yeah. Also, Kayla can see me moving around, but yeah. you guys can't. <laughs> the, the chat is behind my microphone. <laughs> I was just like, oh, someone commented something. Anyway, it's very exciting. Um, okay, so so anyway, yeah, Akito. Um, yes, it. Yeah, it is interesting, and so like, so yeah. That's right. It was foreshadowing that uh, Toru um, thought that Akito, it was Akito's voice or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, it sounded like Akito, but it wasn't. Of course, it makes more sense now because we know that we know that Akito is a woman and they're Ren related. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess that means they probably have similar voices. I don't know. Yeah. Also, her behavior is kind of not dissimilar from Akito's. Mm-hmm. He was like yeah. <laughs> creeping, getting all grabby with uh, with Carino, and also later with Atori too. So yeah, I wonder who Kido modeled that behavior off of. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah another um, very healthy parent-child relationship from Fruba. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I just love learned so many things about how to be a good parent. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, good guy to be a good parent is read Fruba and don't do don't that. Do any of those things, <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, yeah. There's a couple <laughs> people who are who are good, but yeah. In this case, I think Ren is one one of the worst. I don't know. <laughs> we don't we don't get a lot of detail about their relationship though. At this point, mm-hmm. like it's uh, they hate each other, and that was mm-hmm. demonstrated by Akito choking her. Also, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. I think just the. Akito being the way Akito is is pretty good evidence that Ren was not a good parent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that Akira wasn't a hugely great parent either. Though. Mm-hmm. We saw one little like memory of 
um, someone who called, I just went ahead and said that it was Akito's father, but it was a, someone calling Akito my child or something like yeah, that. I think it's pretty fair to go with the assumption that <laughs> to me. that person is Akito's father and that her father was probably this Akira. <laughs> yes. Well, and Ren I don't know if we've Akito. had, huh? have we had Akira's name mentioned before? I feel like it might have been mentioned in passing, but. I think, I can't remember if we've talked about it in spoilers or not, but definitely mm -hmm. I've said it for sure. Yeah. So I think it might have been mentioned in passing. Mm -hmm. They definitely talked about like the late head of the family or whatever. Yeah. That one, and like, but I don't remember if they specifically mentioned his name. But mm -hmm. but yeah, I think you can extrapolate by by you know Ren waxing poetic about Akira and then it transitioning to that panel of Akito and mm -hmm. person calling her my child that Akira <laughs> is Akito's father. So. Akito's father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ren has uh, Ren has this. Um, Ren, so Akiro and Ren have a debate about the curse. Ren says that it's, um, or the bond, rather the bond, not specifically the curse. They don't call it that. But Ren says that the bond is not real. The The feelings of attraction and attachment from the bond aren't real. But what Ren had with Akito's father, Akira, is real. That's the mm -hmm. real deal. Um, and then we have this, like, memory of... Akira telling Ren that Akito was meant to be loved and stuff like that. So there's a sort of a conflict that I think is established here that Akito kind of believes that. <laughs> I like how Ren was like, oh, you still believe that garbage? Like, I was like, mm -hmm. well, that's harsh, but also it's yeah. a comment that because we see all the people in the family who are like, like the maids and stuff are like, oh, like the, all the Junishi have this amazing bond and we can't understand it. Like they all cry when they meet Akito. They all have this, we just can't understand anything about this relationship. And Ren is like, that's all bullshit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, it's the first person who we've really seen who had kind of like an actual sort of counter opinion. Um, yeah, it's curse. like, yeah. And she's like, like straight up dismissive about it, which like mm -hmm. we see people like questioning the, <laughs> the nature of the bond and everything yeah. before, but it's you mostly been from you know, people have, like, more conflicted feelings over it rather than Ren, who's just like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, there was actually a really good reference in this these chapters that we read that was Rin explaining, like, oh, the the Junishi and the Zodiac made this bond, they would be together, but, you know, like, they kind of speak about it in a way that's like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, And as opposed to Akito fervently being like, this is good, even though mm -hmm. we sort of the way that it's enacted like we i think as an audience we're led to believe that it's bad right yeah <laughs> i would say um yeah but i think this chapter um kind of puts some of akito's behavior into a different light not a better light but like you see like akito is absolutely desperate to maintain that bond like mm -hmm. it is terrifying for her mm -hmm. that anything might threaten it and so you can see like why she's done a lot of the things she's done in the series from yep. that perspective. Like, yep. And Kareto like says that too. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. And like, we saw a bit of it uh, in the previous chapters when she like freaked out on Yuki mm -hmm. having the distant eyes, which we see now why that was so upsetting to her. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we see in this chapter, like the flashback, she's like, it's pretty um, unsettling since she's so young in the flashback. Yes. Like to see her that absolutely like Scream. terrified and screaming and desperate. Like, yeah. <laughs> the way that it's drawn is very definitely very touching. I agree. With mm -hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
what the hell? Like it's and Carino is also like a child. I mean, he's like in I think he's wearing a middle school uniform. Applied. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he says um, he was a little younger than Toru right. when his curse broke. So right. So I mean, he's still also a child. Like, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, screaming. Someone who you've known your whole life. Someone who's you know closer to you than probably your own parents, like your other family that you have this like you previously had this deep relationship with um mm-hmm. like what what would you do i mean i yeah. think like yeah you would probably try to comfort that child mm-hmm. shikari is like why don't you just leave him and it's like yeah no. <laughs> 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 um you know he makes it sound so easy but mm-hmm. um, yeah i don't know yeah it's- and we also get to see like we saw in yuki in uh, yuki's uh, baby baby flashback um <laughs> that like <laughs> He said that like Akito had a temper sometimes, but was mostly just kind of a kid. Yeah. And then like something changed and made her snap. And this seems to be. <laughs> yeah, I would say this is the thing. That event, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can see even we have several. Excuse me. <laughs> we have several. <laughs> I'm having trouble with my s's. I didn't know. Um, weird things I said. So hard, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> uh, we see several uh, flashbacks in these chapters of. Akito as a child with like Kareno and Hatori and stuff, and they seem to be pretty like positive interactions and memories. Like yeah. she's just being a kind of a sweet kid, like interacting with these people, like being a cute little girl, being like, yeah, he- I want, uh, oh, it's cool that you can fly or like pick me up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she's like asking to be held and holding hands with them and like sitting swinging her feet and yeah. <laughs> asking what it's like to be a bird and stuff. Like it's very, it's very cute. Easy. She's very cute in <laughs> their flashbacks. And then you get to the, but then you like, yeah, look, you're right. Looking back at like the times that we saw with like Yuki or others, even as the child, Akito had seemed to be pretty like violent or angry or whatever. Like mm-hmm. obviously this it was like, probably this was weighing on her mind. Yeah. Imagine. Cause this seemed to happen around or before, like we can see, we remember, I mean, I don't know. It's a little bit hard to tell, but um, Akito seemed pretty young in the Yuki's memories and then a little bit older in the ones where, uh, she was being super like violent or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. that this is the trigger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like you can say like it doesn't justify any of Akita's behaviors, but you can see where it came from to have that like you know you grow up with this this bond, this assurance that I think even that one panel we see of her father with the like you were meant to be loved, mm-hmm. like so you grew up. <laughs> you grew up with, you know, this thing that like, oh, all these people adore you and are meant to adore you and worship you. And then having Ren be there, be like, no, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then have one of your, you know, worshipers suddenly vanish essentially. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Show that, oh, maybe she's right. It's not so permanent and <laughs> definitive. So you can kind of see where that, desperation to keep everyone close comes from yeah and then the way the desperation then manifests is is like abuse instead mm-hmm. of something else yeah uh, but yeah yeah and you can kind of see like where that would come from i mean like she didn't start she wasn't being like outwardly abusive to Kareno, but she's screaming and crying and desperate mm-hmm. and that made Kareno stay so <laughs> yeah if it works <laughs> you're, you're gonna keep doing it it's working yeah. It's worked all this time. In fact, we see actually. I think this behavior. So most of the time that we've seen Akito so far, it's been a lot of like angry behavior and like violent behavior. But this chapter had a lot of just the crying, 
manipulative mm-hmm. behavior. I, not even manipulative. I mean, it's probably legitimately scary and sad yeah. and upsetting. But like the, I think the extent and the expectation that like Kareno and Hattori and people, and Shigure, she was really mad at Shigure who, when he didn't show up and like try to tend to her right away, like the expectation mm-hmm. that they kind of like tend to her every, you know, emotional need. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw that a lot more and saw how, um, saw how she struggles to kind of maintain those feelings when bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's always grown up surrounded by people to support her theoretically, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. With no one else to with, without needing to kind of rely on herself to deal with her emotions, I suppose. Yeah. Particularly the, yeah, no like healthy counter to that. Like the only counter you had is Ren. Who's not, who's like, this is all made up. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly a support system and (laughs) not exactly unbiased in her own way either. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like if you were surrounded by people who just worshiped everything that you do and didn't question anything that you do. And then someone who questions literally every single thing that you do, like, what are you going to do? You're going to turn to the other people. Yeah. (laughs) Because even like the maids or like people who have a different, potentially different perspective, they all uh, like, you know, they fall in line and they're like, yeah, the curse is, the bond is great. It's amazing and beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, great, I guess. Yeah. I think that uh, it's, yeah, anyway, there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was about to jump into spoiler territory, and then I remember we can't cut. So I can't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything bad. Yeah, there's something um, earlier. Was, I was about to be like, have we talked about this yet, or is that not copy? And I was like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> don't even say. Don't even yeah. ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, mm. uh, so should we should we talk more about the Akita was a woman reveal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time. It's a good time. Because we talked about kind yeah. of like, what how that became sort of like what we heard from mm-hmm. Reno was that, uh you know Ren it was Ren's decision to raise her as a as a man for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. So yeah, I think first of all, um we're not, you know, <laughs> super qualified in this area, but oh, yeah. uh, we're gonna <laughs> We're doing our best. We yeah, we t- use uh female pronouns for a keto um yeah. following this point in non in <laughs> we've discussion. used it in spoilers and now in discussion territory uh just because like you know akito was like forced into the being raised as a man it wasn't a choice that she made and she doesn't seem to particularly like identify strongly with being a man it's just how she was raised and taught to act so, i feel the same way as yeah you. i think there's you know yeah <laughs> yeah, there's definitely other ways to interpret it, and you know, sure. those are equally valid. But that's kind of how we sort of interpret it, and so we go with the female pronouns yeah. for keto. It's kind of interesting. It was hard for me to actually do this when I was reading it. When I wrote it, everything was cool. When I was reading it this time, I was like, Akito, she, Akito, she, she, Akito does blah 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 blah, and then <laughs> Karina, he's a, t- he, 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 I can't leave him. I was like, what? What, what am I saying? <laughs> Who am I talking? it was a little bit weird but i agree with what kayla's saying also yeah we're not super qualified and mm-hmm. other than that we live in the world um and try to be yeah. <laughs> reasonable allies but like mm-hmm. i <laughs> i don't think that i don't think there's anything about a- akito doesn't necessarily i don't think that akito's ident gender identity is male like i think it's it was forced on her mm-hmm. um, she acts in a specific way but then sometimes she acts in a way that i think is like like decidedly feminine by mm-hmm. like um at least stereotypically like 
I think that she, you know, like if you look back at some of the scenes that I think were like kind of um, could be interpreted as being like possessive or homosexually romantic or whatever. And some of the scenes mm. that we've seen before of Akito like draped all over uh, Haru or Shigure. Like it's not like mm-hmm. Akito does that with the like, you know, women of the Zodiac. But I guess that's you could you could be like not uh whatever mm-hmm. like it's not like your gender determines your sexuality obviously so. yeah but like it i think that it and also this is all based on our like reading of the rest of the story too so we've gotten only a very small glimpse now into we've seen akito's behavior but not a lot of it and mm-hmm. we've kind of gotten a small glimpse into the reason why akito was has this um i don't know like persona i, I don't even know if it's her actual like identity but mm-hmm. the way that she acts and stuff um like I think that that's why we I, like I I'm just trying to give some more validation to what Kayla's saying, mm-hmm. but that's why we refer to her. It's with female pronouns and whatever. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I could easily see different interpretations of that, and I could also see mm-hmm. how aspects of Akito's story and background could resonate with the uh, you know trans experience. So yeah, for sure. There's definitely other ways to interpret it, but. For the sake of our discussion, we're going to go forward using the female pronouns for Akito. I also think, um, you know, Japan's is, Japanese is a language with lots of ways to gender neutrally refer to people. So I think uh, it's much easier to avoid that question. Yeah, it was uh, Japanese. I remember reading a long time ago, it was all hearsay. I don't know what the actual source was, but I remember reading a long time ago that the original translators were like, oh shit, did we translate this wrong the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> but it's obviously like leading up meant to be like a big reveal that's led yeah. to. They, like mm-hmm. you don't have to, a lot of the speech doesn't even have, it's either like a person's name or there's just no pronoun because like yeah. it's interpreted to know who they're talking about. So in English, we have to use pronouns. So they just substitute in he a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, probably even in these scenes that a lot of the ones that we read after the reveal are just like there is nothing specifically said I don't know if yeah. I didn't look at it in detail but um, but yeah it's easier to not mm-hmm. to not have that be a, a thing and then I think Akito continues to refer to herself in a way that a man would so mm-hmm. um, but yeah I don't know I don't think that's necessarily part of her yeah <laughs> her identity maybe I don't know yeah but yeah, for the sake mm-hmm. of discussion, that is what we'll be talking about. In terms of like, um, I don't like there isn't a reason that's given at this point as to why Ren chose to raise Akito in this way. Mm-hmm. We can discuss an interpretation of that, or do you feel comfortable doing that at this time? Um, I mean, I think we could make some extrapolations, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of it will have to wait for spoilers. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I mean. I guess, like, generically, I would assume that, you know, Akito, Akito's going to be the head of the family. So maybe they mm-hmm. wanted to, um, or Akito is the head of the family. It's not yeah. specified at this point how that came to be. But obviously, Akito's the only, their only child. At least we haven't heard of any other siblings or anything that Akito has. So mm-hmm. I guess we can make the assumption that maybe that was the part of the decision. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't yeah, like, like we do. We get the impression that the you know some of are very old and very old fashioned family. So you can definitely see them being like, oh well, the head of the family has to be a man, or at least appear project to be. project herself like a man and yeah. that kind of <laughs> attitude and yeah. everything. Yeah, I think that could could be one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Could be. A reason. Disagree. <laughs> He's like, why not, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, 
it's like, why is the bird the first one out of the story speeches? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, trying to decide if I have any other things that I want to say specifically about this reveal about Akito. Um, is there anything that you wanted to add? Uh, not too much. I didn't. It's just uh, it's something that's I think puts some stuff we see in the past in a different light and will continue to affect things going forward. It's a big kind of game changer for Akito as a character. I think not necessarily in like like it doesn't make like oh well now everything's okay or whatever but it definitely changes kind of some of your perspective and not just like oh she's a woman that makes things different the fact that she was she's a woman and not that many people know and was raised as a man and all that stuff kind of changes and also has a poor relationship <laughs> with the person who kind of like made that decision and yeah seem like they're on the same page about many mm -hmm. things in their lives so like yeah. it seems like there's a, a conflict that's causing mm -hmm. some of yeah. leading some of his behavior so yeah does i would agree yeah, like it was a life, it was but. not does not seem to be a decision that was made in a neutral environment <laughs> i'm thinking that's a no yeah <laughs> yeah it wasn't okay. like they're like yeah we agree all agree this is a good idea yeah and this makes sense we should do it with this. <laughs> so but yeah i think like we probably need to wait for more detail to discuss any further yeah probably. but well except for spoilers we have that mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay. Um, who else can we talk about? We kind of talked about Kareno. Is there anything more to say about him? Right, well, we've talked about um, how isolated Kareno feels even compared to the other uh, Junishi in the past. And um, yeah, we kind of get like the reason for that in these chapters, which... Yeah, all the suspicion yeah. around him was mm -hmm. turned out to be accurate. So it seems yeah. like... I guess something we could have said about the curse in addition to, in addition to the things I already listed is like, seems like they can tell it's not like they all had to be like introduced i guess like they could somehow tell that other people mm -hmm. are affected by the curse yeah like there seems to be a bond like between the junishi in addition to between the junishi and god it so it seem to just be uh you know like a hub and spoke <laughs> it yeah. seems to be they're all connected <laughs> yeah there's like some kind of awareness of each other at least mm -hmm. Or at least, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe they can sense it. Maybe it's like more of a, like, sixth sense kind of yeah, thing. Cause but... it's, yeah, because it's obviously not as strong as the relationship between each member and Akito. Like, Akito is obviously, that's another thing we can tell us, that Akito is very aware of the bond because she was able to tell instantly when it broke. Yes. Um, yeah, but everyone true. else is just kind of like, does Karina seem weird to you now? Yeah. Like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> We never get to see him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like Rin is like he's suspicious. Like, mm -hmm. like whatever that feeling of, of uneasiness is, it turns yeah. into it turns it gets manipulated by the person, mm -hmm. right? And like, like um, I don't know. And Shigeru never exactly says what he thought, but he obviously knew that something was up. You know, he he brought it up a couple of times that something was up with Karino. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. This so is Shigeru's just like I fucking hate that guy. So, <laughs> so mad. My notes. <laughs> <laughs> his expression when Karino calls is so bitter. It I was know. so like he's, he's walking in his book and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" and then uh, drops the book and is like, "Oh, it's you." Like, yeah. "Oh, so so cold." Yeah, like yeah, he's so like like genuinely coldly angry talking to yes. Karino. Like we've seen Chigure angry before, but it's always got still kind of that sort of teasing malice. Yeah. Behind mm -hmm. it all, but this is just like fuck that guy. Actually, angry. and <laughs> yeah. also most of this, um, most of this whole. So, like I mentioned, I think in the New Year's at one, the last 
episode that we talked about, like, Shigeru was standing off to the side conspicuously and he was kind of complaining about, like, why do I have to be the one who takes care of Akito? Like, mm-hmm. I think that, that also happened again this time. He he went to visit he went to visit Akito and got turned away. And then he was talking to Hattori and Hattori, he was like, why do I always, maybe we should make Yuki do the, mm-hmm. do the nursing or whatever, which was funny. But also, like, he just, uh, he seems to be very angry at, at Akito about something right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe it's jealousy of Kareno, especially because we can tell how angry he is when Kareno answers the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I definitely think we can extrapolate something there. Like, we've seen Shigure have a <sighs> intimate, relationship. Say intimate relationship with Akito in <laughs> past scenes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Almost um, as intimate as Kareno. We saw yeah. Kareno <laughs> recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like we've seen like Shigeru just be portrayed as generally being closer to Akito than the others. Like been people Rinsen. being like like people have been like, Oh well, why don't you deal with Akito and stuff like obviously mm-hmm. it, like expect and like yeah. Rin obviously expecting him to know things. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So there seems to be some kind of close relationship there that makes him uh somewhat bitter about Akito uh quote unquote choosing Kareno. So Yeah clearly being yeah quote unquote choosing i don't know in what way is it a choice but you like yeah (laughs) choice to be they're they're like kissing so Mm -hmm. romantically involved with yeah um but it i don't know they all have like it's interesting because like we see i mean hattori picks up akito we've seen akito act sort of like uh intimate we we talked about it before like with Mm -hmm. other people in the zodiac like not just shigure not just kareno but mm-hmm. specifically kareno seems to be the current favorite i guess yeah like we've seen akita kind of like be kind of inappropriately touchy with mm-hmm. other members of the zodiac but mm-hmm. i think kareno and shigure are the only ones we've seen that we could call like outright sexual yeah i think so in the <laughs> interactions so <laughs> not like not 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 sexual. yeah, <laughs> <Just> like, <actually. laughs> yeah. like the one i remember specifically for shigure is like and Shigeru kind of like convinces her to come oh. to the beach house and kind of like he's like sitting down and like holding her hands and kind of like pulls her toward him yeah. and like her knee is like between his legs like Didn't we see, I remember describing very ambiguously seeing Shigeru with his like from above or yeah from below mm-hmm. in early early episode where it was the panels were cut but you could see like Akito from above and Shigeru from below that was pretty early on and like reading it, it without knowing anything about them or their relationship yet it didn't seem like anything but looking back you're like oh, oh. <laughs> at the time we were like oh and i was like oh how to talk about without yeah. spoiling it's <laughs> mm-hmm. just like just describe objectively let everyone draw their own conclusions yeah <laughs> but yeah definitely looking back you're like this has been going on for a long time but yeah. recently we haven't seen akito with shigure very much but we've seen akito with kareno a lot so yeah. there's something going on where mm-hmm. Shigure has been shunned in some way. Yeah. It's clearly so very of, yeah, some kind of love question mark triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some kind of intimacy question mark triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think I have any other things to say specifically about Kareno. I mean, I guess like in terms of plot stuff, he said he won't see he can he like, once again told Tori that he's not gonna see Arisa again and mm-hmm. then you know, left. He gave her back the DVD. He like we saw him with Akito a bunch of times, and I think... Oh, I guess the only other thing is that Rin saw him there, mm-hmm. which is lightly, lightly touched on, but yeah. I don't think I have any other things <laughs> that I want to say about Kareno. Yeah, not too much. Rin yeah. is pissed. 
so pissed. So pissed. <laughs> enough to see her face be angry too. Yeah. Almost as uh almost as angry as Shigure was. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if people there's a lot of people who think the Grando is kind of like boring, which is like not necessarily not true, but I feel like in yeah. these he was like He's like the star character for a lot of mm-hmm. this. Like obviously Akito is too, but a lot of this all revolves around Karino and like their relationships. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I can understand Maybe. he's kind of pushed his affect down, so he doesn't have to like. Yeah, uh, I mean he's emotional. He's but. kind of boring, but like deliberately so. Like he can't really help it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he cried. Listen, yeah, he's this. I think he comes off very well in these. I think even in this, actually, I really enjoy as a character, like being interesting as a character. Yes, I agree. And I remember when reading the first part where he's sitting in the dark in his office, I was like, this is intense. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, he doesn't really say anything. Yeah. But the way that he acts, you can tell, like, how strong he feels, which I think is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, just the way that it's drawn is nice. I enjoy that part, specifically of Kurano. As a side note, I like to wonder what he was thinking for the first like several minutes of that play. Like, it's like oh, no, me this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you asked me last time how much was how yeah. much is in the play, how much was on the DVD, and I was like, oh, I know, but I don't want to say. Yeah. All I of remember, it. But yeah, apparently the entire play. I mean, Teresa doesn't show up for a little while, so I he's just like, like, why did Toru give me this DVD yeah. with their with her on it? It's very weird. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Is this Cinderella? Like, what is happening? So um, Cinderella, why is it called that? I like to imagine that because when Luigi's holding the camera, all you hear is like mostly what you hear is him and Hiro and Kisa and Haru like giggling or like whispering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, can, we, can we talk more about Shigeru? I have some other things that I want to say about him. Yes, let's. <laughs> so he said he did his like, um, I'm a man with very little merit or whatever quote again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is a specific quote. I think I can find it in my notes. Do you know when it's from? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's from when he talked to Rin before the beach. Mm-hmm. It was revealed in chapter seventy-eight, which is like after it. It was like Rin's memory of the time that they talked before the beach mm-hmm. when he said there. It's like the end of there because like right before they talk, what we see that one chapter where she goes to talk to him is." him just saying like shall we begin and then she gives the details of that much later yeah so it was in that time um and i feel like he also mentioned something like this to hattori before so like he said it a couple of times i feel like like he he keeps saying that he's a bad guy and then i loved how hattori yeah. was was like oh it's yeah, the worst thing is that you know that and you refuse to do anything about it yeah <laughs> i kind of love that face he makes afterward like yep that's me oh well <laughs> I mean, yeah it's very like <laughs> dramatic shrug like you can see him yeah. he's like ain't i a, ain't i just a stinker yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it is like that but yeah he's definitely made the like i'm i'm a terrible person kind of comments before in the same kind of like but i'm not going to do anything about it yeah <laughs> attitude like <laughs> for sure i do like how he was like does it matter that who i said this to anyway and just kind yeah. of like i wonder if it does it it was rin i wonder if it means yeah. something Mm-hmm. Not, not really like i don't know but not more than i did before i think mm-hmm. but. i feel like he's like i've thought this a lot so i can't remember who i actually said it to <laughs> i'm a bad guy you know <laughs> a bad dude yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah but it, just interesting that that yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know about that i don't know if he's a rebel i think he's, he's just being very yeah, he's, he's angry 
he has, has a, a cause. cause. It's a very bad cause, but he has a cause. And it's like it's not like he's particularly being a jerk or anything, but he's very, very mad about this situation. Yeah. He can tell and manifesting. Yeah, he's very like this is a very bitter set of uh, chapters for Shigeru. Like, <laughs> and I mean, like I know that feel. Listen, yeah, it's very like like childishly bitter. Like we've seen that Shigeru can be very childish in the past, but just the way he's acting, like I don't know, Yuki should do it, and like oh, she picked Kareno, and oh, like yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> should I do anything? No. Yeah. He said to Rin, like, the ones who think, the ones who care about it should do something, which is also, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of along the same lines, but mm -hmm. he's a very, uh, you know, well-defined character. <laughs> yeah. He's predictable. Yeah. Shigure is always very Shigure. <laughs> um, I don't have any other somas to talk about. I want to talk about what happened with Toru's friends. I think. Or I guess after. That would include, <laughs> include Kyo too. But yeah. <laughs> can we is there anything that we're not those guys. No, 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 fuck <laughs> those guys. Um, the, so we talked about a lot of the like big reveals. Do you are we ready to talk about the aftermath? Or do you is there anything else that we so. want to say? We've hit the we've hit the curse reveal, uh, the keto reveal and the ren reveal. Those are the big ones. Yep. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> um let's talk about definitely it was a it was a big deal. It's like uh you know, a home run of <laughs> of reveals, sports metaphors. You know, <laughs> everyone can relate to, right? <laughs> Let's talk about the friends and um, kind of like what happened after. So, first of all, Toru Toru um, was there at the park, I guess, for a while, and Hana actually felt how she was feeling i guess with her powers so we've heard about hana's powers in the past mm -hmm. um but i think this is like kind of a new detail there where she can tell like not just up close how somebody's feeling but also from far away maybe if she knows them or something like that so yeah seems to be uh at least unique to her close friends if not toru specifically yeah i actually i don't know um when we saw her the chapter with the three of them it her her I feel like her reactions were specifically focused around Toru and like wanting to be Toru's friend and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So good could be, but I mean, I think that she can, well, she says that she can tell there's something different about both of them, both Arisa and yeah. Toru. Yeah. So. I just don't know for um, like long distance phone calls. Uh... <laughs> Dempa. <laughs> so uh, yeah. It would also Dempa. work for Uo or. I think you have to be really, 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 really upset. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe work um but yeah she's she says like uh you, you called so i came which is really nice and, yeah. um it was very sweet the whole like kind of after situation is all very kind, yeah it's very a nice. sweet it's, it's a sweet chapter it's the uh the palate cleanser we needed <laughs> because you know akito's relationship with ren is so bad like everything was so bad yeah. <laughs> and so sad with all the like you know with the breaking up of the the bond and stuff but yeah then we have this like nice friendship bond which is uh -huh. great yeah i like that megumi it's comes like to it. i like that he's involved in the whole thing yeah megumi's cute i like him yeah. um he never has much to do but he's always <laughs> pleasant to see in the background <laughs> of something he's like um, i'm here to like drop some wisdom and make a joke about being surrounded by older women and like yeah. okay like i'm done with this <laughs> but he's always just you know cute and very supportive of hana and hana's friends yeah 
it's, it seems like they have the kind of like you know like once you're a friend your family kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> vibe with their family it's very cute mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's almost like a uh, deliberate contrast between uh, positive and negative bonds <laughs> almost like in fact if you um there's a lot of feathers when she comes to yeah, actually yeah. Uh, it's it's a great set of chapters for feather theory yeah. feather theory is <laughs> definitely supported by <laughs> everything that happens yeah. black feathers we got white feathers yeah. Feathers out the wazoo. Yeah, so many feathers. More feathers than you know. More feathers than your body has. Did we make the joke last time? We definitely made the joke about about feathers. I don't think so. I don't know. We're here to bring you the outdated, outdated memes. (laughs) We haven't had any like rants yet. I'm pretty proud of us. But it's okay. I'll, I'll think of something in between spoilers and this, I guess. But like, um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good feathers. There's feathers at the you know, when we see like Karano being released from the curse. And I think like we can kind of say that that the white feathers being a good thing. Yeah, gonna really I, don't, to I don't know if we've extensively talked about this in non-spoilers, but the basic yeah. gist of it is that white feathers seem to represent like change and like positive change, positive bonds mm-hmm. and black feathers kind of represent the negative changes and negative bonds mm-hmm. relationships. So we get a little bit of both of those in all these chapters. Yeah, there's like white feathers when Karina's being released. And I think based on like the way that he described that he feels like the bond is unnatural, I think we can kind of interpret it as being a good thing, kind of like based on the way that he felt. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bits of the feathers, though, is how um, in kind of the end of chapter 96 into the beginning of chapter 97, it's kind of describing the breaking of the bond. You get all these white feathers and then like they turn into black feathers mm-hmm. when he's kind of describing the kind of negative emotions around everything yeah you're right at the mm-hmm. yeah, at the end at the end when he walks up to um when karina walks up to toru it's white it transitions into the next chapter which is also white it's when akito's like waking up mm-hmm. and then yeah when he starts to and then when he when he kind of picks her up because toru's on the ground then when he hugs her when karina hugs her it they transition into like black feathers and they start talking about the curse mm-hmm but yeah, I think there was oh, actually. Let me double yeah. check. There's another. Know. Yeah, there's a couple where the, like you see white feathers and then you see black feathers. Mm-hmm. Like you see white feathers when they're talking about like when Akita was conceived and they first were like going to see her and being mm-hmm. like we've been waiting and all that. And then like in the scene in the present day where you know Akita is like freaking out at Ren and Hattori is trying to comfort her, it turns into black feathers. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was wrong. I thought that it was white feathers when Hano came to find Toru on the, when she's still outside. Um, but it's actually black, too. So it's more, I guess, more like the overwhelming sort of like negative aspects that she's thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know. She screamed and Hana came. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. There's like, there's some good, um, like... There isn't, I think, like this kind of visual language of fruit was pretty well defined at this point, but there were some interesting things that I noticed. Like, I also noticed that so normally when there's kind of like bad flashbacks, they have that kind of like black background, mm-hmm. but in a lot of the ones, there's these flashbacks with Akito, like with when Karino's talking about Akito, and they're kind of mixed. Like, so one of them is at the they have like a texture instead of being fully black, which I thought was kind of an interesting use of. of like background texture there so for example at the beginning of chapter 98 anybody's following along at home so it's mm-hmm. kind of a it's like when akito when karino reveals that akito is a girl there's kind of this like mixed dark texture um 
like you don't just have like a solid black flashback like we normally have for a lot of them mm-hmm. even like um after rin finds her this is like toward the end of 98 also there's some like kind of mixed back, back, black background texture too um so yeah it's just interesting it's interesting mm-hmm. that it's kind of still kind of like represents the same thing but i think like in these chapters it kind of represents the duality of the negative and positive aspects yeah, of the curse it's, uh, it's a, they're chapters of mixed emotions so <laughs> yeah <laughs> ow excuse you rude there's um there's some can we talk about some themes there was a lot themes. i have a list <laughs> that were being represented. I mean, I think not, there wasn't anything like necessarily new, I think, but we, we've before we talked about things like, you know, just the theme generally of change and moving forward. That's obviously still represented here as how, you know, we see the, the way the curse is broken and how it changed and how Karina's perspective changed over time and all those kind of things like are, are building on that. Mm-hmm. Of course, bonds being good and bad. We just talked about the feathers, but, yeah. which I think still continues to be a visual representation of of those that aspect of the story mm-hmm. um we also had the like um kind of like i don't know if it's a theme or if it's kind of like i think it's a thing that gets mentioned a lot of like people people meeting and kind of making an impact in someone's life mm-hmm. Carino has this like when he's talking about not seeing keto or not seeing uh oh again he says like our meeting we just met two times it was trivial you know whatever and then it and then um he remembers Arisa saying, like, I, it wasn't trivial to me. And then, like, a couple, a little bit later in his dialogue, he's like, no, it meant something to me. Like, I just, I can't, I can't give up a keto, you know? Um, so it kind of, like, flip-flops on that. But I thought that was a very interesting representation of that theme specifically, or that yeah. idea specifically that comes up a lot. Yeah. As a side note, I think that's a scene that makes me like like Karina a lot where he's like trying to mm-hmm. be like oh no it's fine everything's fine you don't have to worry it'll be fine and then like when she touches his face and he's crying like I don't think he even realized he was crying and then he's mm-hmm. like no it's not fine I'm not okay <laughs> like yeah I'm trying it's- to be I'm trying to be good and not hurt people but <laughs> all I do is make people worried like I hurt the keto I hurt you I hurt oh I can't win like there's no yeah I think you really get a sense of his like desperation which we didn't really get before like yeah. Which I think seemed just kind of weird. <laughs> I think it's demonstrated by the the opening lines of the chapter where he's just like, like it was like a freedom in a new cage, basically. And mm-hmm. it's like he, he obviously feels very trapped, like mm-hmm. not just by like I think he felt somewhat trapped by his need to be by Aikido before, but now he feels like he has no good choices, kind of trapped, yeah. like. Yeah, and uh, he was he felt like I think he was like I made this decision. Like he says these things, like I made this decision myself. I'm the one who decided. But then it's like, then he flip flops again and is like, but I, this is the first time that I, I, it was the first time that I felt like attracted to someone or attached to attachment with someone who, after I became human, after I like became myself, mm-hmm. almost, um, I made air quotes, Kayla can see them, but you guys, <laughs> sorry, like that's, so yeah, you could see how conflicted he is. It's just very, dem- yeah. demonstrates how emotional and conflicted he is about the whole situation. So mm-hmm. that was um, and then the last kind of like themes that I had were like, I don't know if we've ever really talked about this before, but it's been touched on. So I don't know why we haven't, which is like a theme of something like rebirth or like a second, like second chances. Like we have mm-hmm. these like moments, like just the fact that the curse 
like repeats and the Junishi or reborn, I feel like is something that kind of like is a symbol of that like you have an opportunity to change things over yeah. and over again, but it's remain the same. And then in Karino's case, it's kind of when he's talking about like, I was able to become me and like have my own identity. It feels like those are related ideas. Yeah, it's definitely been strongly associated with the Karino and Uo plot. Yeah. It's like when Toru first met, went to meet Karino and gave uh, him Arisa's like address or whatever. He said like for tomorrow, she said like for tomorrow, because you never know what will happen tomorrow. And maybe, you know, days, months, weeks, years from now, but you never mm-hmm. know kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one line I liked in this was at the very end from Megumi when he talks about like some things take a long time and nothing has been a waste. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that attitude. It's kind of like, like I don't really like the phrase like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. But I kind of like the idea that nothing has been a waste because like you get something yeah. out of everything you experience. Yeah. Even if it was I, terrible. Like, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. It's like people saying everything happens for a reason is like kind of like shorthand for that. It's like, well, like, yeah, sometimes it's like you know things- people mean, but like when you say it, it's like, really? <laughs> yeah. No. no, sometimes things don't happen for a reason, yeah. but it's more it's like, like, you know, sometimes shitty things just happen and yeah, exactly. it's not good, but <laughs> but it happened. Yeah. But it's more like, yeah, it's like the experiences that you have, like you can't just discount them even if they're bad, I guess. It's like kind of, the, um, is like kind of the sentiment in, in both cases. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, the way that Mugumi says it is nicer. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it wasn't a waste. I like how it was like, that's my motto. <laughs> that's only yeah. my, that's my creed. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> such a weird word that you know, people don't normally use it. <laughs> frequently. Like I've had, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I've had someone say to me, like, they were talking about like work and like mm-hmm. their bosses and stuff. They said they learned something from every boss they had, either what to do or what not to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. Like, my mom once said, um, sometimes you grow because of people, sometimes you grow in spite of people, yeah. which is kind of the same situation. It's like you sometimes grow because of a scenario that you're in, sometimes you grow in spite of it. And mm-hmm. it's also the same kind of like sentiment, but it is nicely worded. There's a lot of good dialogue in these um, chapters, I think. A lot of poignant things to say. That's one mm-hmm. of them. Megumi has most of them um, yeah. <laughs> because he's the kind of like, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. He's a, he is a good boy. <laughs> Kohana's like, bad boy, Megumi. Yeah. <laughs> I just say, it's like, you can't just, you can't just ask people why they're black. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, there, I dropped a cultural reference. Yeah. <laughs> <Is that good? laughs> just as outdated as the other one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, it, anyway, it was great. Those are the, um, it's kind of like everything that I wanted to talk about. This uh, I just point. realized we were talking about uh, Tori's friends. We didn't actually oh, yeah. transition back to talking about uh, Kyo and Yuki afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. Yes. Kyo yeah, picks up her guys. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, Yuki's main contribution was just um, poor cooking skills, which is yeah. fine because that was great. <laughs> I do like the scene at the end when um, like Tori and Kyo are smiling at oh, each other so and good. Yuki walks in and sees them oh, and smiles good. also. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big sign of the growth of his attitude toward them and his life and their relationships, all three of their relationships. So I I also feel like that's kind of a recent change because he used to be like, Oh, stupid cat, you know, like I know how to deal with it. Like, yeah, used to see a lot of them where he'd see them together and be like, I'm leaving. Like I don't know what to do with all this. (laughs) I'm overwhelmed because I care about everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's kind of come to terms with, how he feels about 
both of them so and wanting them to be happy with each other i guess yeah. like recognizing mm-hmm. that they're making their little baby steps in their relationship yeah i like that kyo picked up the scarf in the first place like mm-hmm. it's a nice yeah. little addition <laughs> at the end of the chapter so yeah he's shown like with toro he's good at like remembering little things and noticing little things with her so mm-hmm. yeah and he it was obviously job. yeah it was obviously very very much appreciated by Toru after everything she had to deal yeah. with in those chapters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like that's one of the happiest panels we see of Toru, like especially in these chapters. But even recently though, actually now that you mentioned <laughs> just in general, like it's one of the happier panels. Just beaming. Mm-hmm. It's like it's beyond a smile. <laughs> it's very sweet. Yeah. It's one of those like when someone does something nice for you, it's always nice, but sometimes someone does something nice for you at just the right time. Yeah. Because they don't like they don't know what you've been going through, but it was just perfect timing. So it's just the right gesture at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, we can end on that happy note. Yeah, with our non-spoilers. Happy. <laughs> so, great. It's happy. It's great. It's fine. Yeah. So nothing bad can happen now. We'll be fine. Only thirty percent of the story left to go. Yeah, I'm sure it'll all be happy from here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No comment. Um, <laughs> Again, it's the um, happy shoujo that we all signed up for. Yeah, it's the rom com. That's what it still says on the back of the manga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yep. It's rated 13 plus. I hope everyone's over 13 in the stream. I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't. Yeah, really. <laughs> do, do you have to sign? Do you remember like in the olden days where they used to have like sign up things that were like, check this box if you're like over 13 to have a Neopets yeah. account, and you're like, yeah. I'm definitely over 13. <laughs> Like a, a parent or a Nickelodeon magazine for you. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just had a flashback to the Nickelodeon magazine. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about or shall we transition to spoilers? I think that's all I've got for okay. non-spoilers. All right, good. If you're not listening to spoilers, then you can drop off the stream now. Otherwise, you can stick around for all the hot goss that we're going to talk about about Peruva. Um let me do my next ditty on the ukulele but thank you all for listening thank you for tuning in so much for the stream i thought this was really fun it's too bad we we were slightly late so sorry but you know technical Technical difficulty it was fine when we were testing kayla and i sat around here for like 20 minutes and we're like like, yeah it's like the second you clicked let's make it live everything started going wrong (laughs) (laughs) what happened was i clicked let's make it live and then i looked at the twitch stream and my i think my computer just exploded is what happened (laughs) looking at when you like you know in like uh what's that movie um uh, i can't remember the one with matthew mcconaughey where he's like in the tesseract and it's like everything is like reflected over time i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> it's fine. Worry about it. <laughs> um it's it anyway yeah it was like uh when you look in when you have like two mirrors and you look into one and then you see it, you know what i mean and they're facing each other so it was like that. okay <laughs> How? I made him everyone understand my metaphors. Yes, I'm stellar. Oh, the chat's been super helpful today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have to like um cut out like normally what happens in the situation is there's like 20 minutes of silence while I Google what the movie is and then tell Kayla yeah. and then I just cut 20 minutes in the in the edited version. Yes, interstellar. It's a good time. Okay. We're going to wrap up with non-spoilers. We're going to move on to spoilers. Thank you all for listening so much. It was really fun. Um, yeah, thank we'll, you. Yeah. If you, um, so if you're sticking around for spoilers, we'll just hang on. I'll play the music. Uh, if you're not, then drop off now because we're going to talk about spoilers and there's there's a lot to be spoiled. So uh, thank you all for <laughs> We'll see you next time.
Bye bye. Bye. Um. <laughs> Oops. No. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. <laughs> Bad performance. You know, when you do a live performance, you don't get the opportunity to not mess up. So, <laughs> just keep going. It's called, like, um, you know, the show must go on. Yeah. You just pretend. <laughs> that was your cue. If you're still listening to this and you don't listen to spoilers, then drop off. But I think I imagine that people who are listening to this want to listen to spoilers. I have a suspicion that most of the people who listen to this have already read the series and are just like, yeah. oh my god, content. Which is <laughs> the reason why I thought we should start it in the first place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right soon. oh my god oh yeah i didn't we didn't talk about that i know <laughs> it's like um not next it's next week sixth or something the sixth so this is the first this week it will be april 1st in a couple of days when this probably when this comes out i didn't definitely didn't count oh, maybe right. april 2nd what kind of <laughs> kind of pranks can you pull from your isolation uh-huh. <laughs> You can do pranks on your, um, you know, people who are living with you in isolation. You can do, you can do pranks on Bowie. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> he pranks me. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I feel I was like taking a nap one time, and he just like started nibbling on my toes. I was like, "What? <laughs> it's not a pleasant way to wake up." <laughs> As a side note, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like hashtag pets. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Time. Yeah, don't fall asleep with your feet peeking out of your no. blanket if you have a bird <laughs> or like a cat or any other animal yeah. that freely roams your house i feel like your toes are subject to harassment if you do that regardless yeah <laughs> all right um spoilers let's jump in let's spoil let's spoil and be spoiled as i like to say yeah. <laughs> uh aikido first shall we, shall we <laughs> talk about that? sure i so, mean like kind of the big deal right yeah <laughs> so uh this is my like breakdown of why keto is like or like what not why but what events are presented to us i've read many many chapters ahead of this <laughs> to make sure that i was prepared for this conversation but akira says that it said that akito was born to be loved and when akito was born akira started to only pay attention to her and ren was jealous and mm-hmm. ren basically told akito that she wasn't needed yeah and yeah as Which a background said, yeah which, uh, you know, is a recurring string of <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, you're not the series in general, but especially from Akito's mouth. So it's kind of like, huh, I wonder yeah. where that came from. I wonder where any of this comes from. Well, everything, you know, all your problems in life are caused by your parents, yeah. right? Yeah, they're so... <laughs> yeah, the more you learn about Akito's childhood, the more so much makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, spoiler alert, Akito's childhood sucked. Akito's childhood sucked, just, <laughs> just like everybody like else. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Akito uses it for good and not e- or for evil and not good. Or yeah. like for manipulation, not necessarily evil. That's a yeah. strong word. Yeah. Akito's version of keeping the Junisha together is to do that in a sort of Machiavelli- Machiavellian way, which is yeah. like to try to intimidate them or socially man- like manipulate them or I you know, like romantically really manipulate them mm-hmm. somehow. Um yeah. but it's interesting I- that like yeah, I think it's just kind of like she'll do whatever it takes to keep them close. And like so far, this has worked best for her. So she's going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that the it's interesting that you pointed out that Ren, Ren was uh, told Akito that she wasn't needed. But like Akito tells Rin that she isn't needed mm-hmm. as well. Like she's 
you're just here to make the numbers work out which yeah she also said it to to yuki like during her breakdown where she said like no i'm needed you're not you're You're only here because i'm important like Mm -hmm. which was obviously a a reassurance to herself as much as it was yelling at yuki yeah exactly for sure and it was um that was yeah that was after that um karina's curse was broken most likely Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and the other one other thing that I have to say about Ren and Akito's kind of like background situation is that Ren basically like bet Akito that if the genie she had a taste of kind of the outside world, then they would leave her. Mm-hmm. This referenced when Ren is like, Oh, I wonder, can you really win like that? Yeah, which we didn't touch on at all in the earlier part of the discussion because it seems kind of out of place, but mm-hmm. that's what it was a reference to. Yeah, and that was like, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was like. Right before Toru came into the picture, and he was. was like, "Yes, letting Toru <laughs> in will prove that they will stay with me even with the taste of the outside world." Which yeah. is why, because like you may be like looking back after all this like stuff and be like, "Why did Akito say yes to this?" Like, I always wondered that. But, <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would you do? Th- Obviously, you care about keeping them together. Why would you? Yeah, literally, just- like pure spite and defiance toward Ren. Ren wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, right after that is when Shigeru left, too. There's, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember there's a scene where they're kind of, like, argue, uh, like arguing mm-hmm. about him leaving. Um, yeah. Like, toward the end of the series, so. But, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I know, like, Akita's like, you left me, and Shigeru's like, you told me to. And he's like, you should have argued, basically, <laughs> because basically Shigeru was like, okay, bye. And she's I'm- like, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, I wanted you to say that you didn't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, you mean to live outside? Sweet." <laughs> yeah, they're so terrible to each other in like the exact same ways. It's kind of hilarious. They definitely have a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not healthy. I don't yeah. think <laughs> that's my opinion about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting to me that Akito also made a bet with Kyo um, mm-hmm. that that he, if he could beat Yuki, then she would let him in the zodiac or whatever mm-hmm. like, oh yeah so making a bet with someone i wonder uh, yeah. i wonder where that idea comes from like mm-hmm. i guess it's like i don't know i feel like we're just what we're saying in a roundabout way it feels like what we're saying in a roundabout way is like ren is the cause of akito's issues but like it's like more than one thing like it's not yeah. just this. yeah she's the the root of most of akito's issues yeah, it's not the so. direct cause the inception <laughs> like, most things you can trace back to ren in some way <laughs> that's right uh, someone in the com- in the uh, chat also commented that Shigure slept with Ren, which is also yeah. true. Yeah, also, that was yeah, that was the uh, inciting incident of Akita telling to get out. But, um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, that's also a, a big factor in the <laughs> relationships there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and also, like you can see, we didn't really talk about it, but Ren. That's why Akito is um. That's why Akito is so concerned about Ren getting too close to the other. Yeah older male junishi yeah i guess yeah yeah i mean she explicitly says in this chapter like whenever you get close to like them. a male member of the junishi you start coming on to them like and the, like it... absolute desperation she has to keep her away from hitori in that scene like, yes like she like throws her whole body between them between them yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like yeah you it's probably it feels like an overreaction for someone who mm-hmm. literally just like stuck her arm out of a out of a room and like touched him you know yeah but I guess in her case, like the person that the person that Akito, you know, I think that 
the person that Akito has the strongest feelings for is Shigure, and then, like, Akito uses these other people to manipulate him, and then he did the same thing to her by sleeping with Ren. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, healthy, completely healthy relationship yeah. all around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think it'll be, I think that's the, that interaction. comes in the, the next two chapters. I think the only thing that's not explicitly revealed in these chapters is that, yeah, Shigure and Akito uh, have had a relationship for a while yeah but it's pretty strongly implied (laughs) i mean i don't know how you could see those things and not think see the things that we've seen and not think that um i mean maybe that's an overstatement but Mm -hmm. it's obviously have a thing going on and we've talked about it so yeah but yeah um the other thing i want to talk about in regards to akito is akira Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) good call uh, yeah uh we only get one little glimpse of him in yep. this chapter, it's not enough to really like make any calls, but like I don't think Akira did Akito any favors either. No, I don't think so. <laughs> in his parenting, <laughs> Akira was just like, "You are amazing, and you, and and like, yeah, and everyone's been waiting for you." Like it, uh, I don't know how to describe that, but I mean, it just it would obviously give you a complex of being yeah. like your, especially like your one parent is saying this, and your other parent, your other parents, your one parent is saying you're the greatest thing in the world, your other parent saying you're the worst. <laughs> Like, thing in the world and you're worthless and then yeah. to top it all off when akira died like the last thing he said was that like oh akito being so special is proof of how great my relationship with ren was so mm-hmm. it like gets that impression that like akito didn't even matter to akira that much in the end yeah. which i don't think is true but you can see how that would really fuck with a kid <laughs> it certainly come off could come off that way and like yeah yeah and then you have Ren being like, our, our, me and Akira, we have something special. You, you, nobody else can have that, not even you. Like, it's mm-hmm. sort of like everything, like, like, um, you know, a true relationship is just unattainable in light mm-hmm. of the, the curse and stuff. But I mean, just in general, like, Ren also, you know, Akito may be sort of, I don't know if you want to call it like deluded in thinking that she's, you know, the one, the only thing that matters and her bond this is completely um like unchanging and it's guaranteed but mm-hmm. ren also has these like crazy deluded ideas too that like she was like oh akira and me are special and then as soon as akito was born akira was just like peace like she yeah. didn't matter that much to him anymore which yeah. is also very overwhelming. Yeah, they really had um, ren and akira really had very similar insecurities and like mm-hmm. like they were like so tied up on one specific idea of a bond and then like when anything threatened that they just like did not know how to handle that mm-hmm. and like i think um the the it's kind of interesting something that i thought of when i was reading these which is not necessarily spoilery but uh like akira and ren's relationship kind of reminded me of like kyoko and katsuya's a little bit like not to the same extent and not necessarily the same way but just the fact that like ren's kind of world view and almost like identity i don't know if it's not necessarily we don't get a lot of exploration into how she felt other than that it their relationship was special and amazing and whatever mm-hmm. but like the fact that she still kind of clings on to this it kind of reminded me of like what kyoko's experience was like right after katsuya died mm-hmm. how much it impacted their relate how much their relationships kind of like impacted their personal identity i guess yeah it's i don't really kind have of like, like yeah comment about it that. kind of both have some of that because like like Akira's like world was so like small and isolated and yeah. felt like Ren like opened it up for him and like 
you know, cared about barely. him for the first time and everything. So it was kind of the same. Yeah. That same feeling of like, you know, putting all your, you know, feelings on this one person because they're the first one to yeah, like actually reach out to you. Yeah. And yeah, Akira was like, no, Ren understands me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because because like uh, what I didn't remember, which I recently reread, was that Ren was one of the maids and like everybody in the family was against it. So in that way, it's also similar to Kyoko and Katsuya's mm-hmm. arrangement, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Akira was like, no, Ren understands me. And Ren was mm-hmm. all smug about that. And then Akito came along and that changed everything. So, yeah, it's kind of the root of her jealousy and like her reasons for why she hates Akito basically and like wants yeah. to um it has all these arguments with her and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah I think I thought it was interesting that Akito also argued with her about how fucked up all the like parental love mm-hmm. in the family was too yeah it's like, interesting like she seems like like genuinely kind of bitter and angry that yeah her parents didn't like care for her and raise her in a good way like mm-hmm. <laughs> she seems like somewhat aware of the fact that like she had a shitty childhood i guess so and i mean it, like i feel like before we've seen akito talk about the other junichi's relationship with their parents in like more of also a manipulative way like mm-hmm. like when she was telling yuki as a child like oh did you hear the cat's mother like committed suicide mm-hmm. oh did you hear like this thing and that thing um but in this when it's kind of flipped around and she's arguing with ren she seemed like more like concerned about it rather than mm-hmm. uh aloof about it maybe yeah yeah I just I don't know. I also don't have a lot to say about that, but I mm-hmm. thought it was an interesting thing that she chose like that she says. Um, yeah. She's like, "Well, you can't convince me that any of any of these other types of relationships are real or permanent." Um mm-hmm. the crux of like the series, I think is that like, you know, love things aren't permanent. Love isn't permanent. We yeah. see that be manifested a lot. So Kido's clinging to it is, you know, obviously what drives the conflict. Mm-hmm. But then you have someone like Ren saying, like, none of it's real, which is also not yeah. <laughs> necessarily true. Mm-hmm. But Or at least I don't know. I mean, that's what yeah. I think, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to see their debate about that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other stuff that we want to say about Akito or about Ren or mm-hmm. Akira or anything like that? I don't think so. I feel like the spoiler section is going to be slightly short because a lot of the things were revealed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. They're going to get shorter and shorter. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler but, section in the last episode <laughs> yeah no well yeah i guess there's there's another but yeah i haven't read very much of that i haven't <laughs> either so i wouldn't be able to spoil it um but yeah keto okay so we talked about keto we talked about the things that keto argued with ren about which i think were interesting uh we already kind of talked about shigure a lot i don't know why i have this as a spoiler but like we we um it's their relationship is going to get some attention in the next couple of chapters mm-hmm. um, so we have that coming up. Yeah. We'll also see uh, future curse-breaking scenes. Yep. Which will have... Yeah. <laughs> that we shall. Yep. Which will have similar um, imagery and reactions from Akito. <laughs> and reactions from the Junishu themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I was... Think the, the first, I think the first one we see is Momiji. I'm pretty sure that that's first. And, um, and Hero. Yeah. And his is pretty interesting because it has the same kind of, like... You know, Akito, you know, realizes immediately and comes to him. It's like in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. like and desperately and like begging him not to leave. But Momiji's like, yeah, I got a lot to think about. So I'll talk to you later. <laughs> so <laughs> harsh. Yeah. But Momiji doesn't I mean, fair. Yeah. I mean, it is fair. And 
I think that yeah, that's he, like he's actually Luigi's incredibly nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably more the expected reaction. It's like, how about yeah. we talk about this later? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I don't, I don't remember how Akito specifically reacts to Hero. That might be right before all their all the other like in the midst of the other drama that's going on. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think it happens while Akito's in the middle of some other incident and <laughs> you see like the feathers and Akito's like arm kind of drops. Yeah. And, and she reacts badly. But there's the big in- the big blow up where Akito stabs Karino, which was also foreshadowed I think by some of the imagery. There was like mm-hmm. these flowers with blood on it. Um but like that whole that's like a whole slew of things that happen. Yeah, I wonder I think it happens well, in the midst of that. I think she's like probably arguing with Ren at the time. Yeah. It's and like Ren and then yeah. it's focused on Kareno and then she runs off and, yeah. and then focused on Toru later. Mm-hmm. And it's like a long kind of a drawn out single incident. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think Hero's curse breaks in the middle of that and acts is kind <laughs> of a trigger for whoops, sorry. It's <laughs> kind of a trigger for her like worst tendencies in that yeah. argument. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest all break later at the Yeah, because she kind of like lets them go. That's what it seems like. That's what's yeah. implied. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of implies that they have like I guess I, it's an ongoing question is like why does the curse break like why did Karina's curse break I don't think it's mm-hmm. ever really explored mm-hmm. um, same with Momichi's it seems kind of sudden like obviously they're everyone's trending toward like a specific direction like I think some of the things that Karina my personal theory I guess is like some of the things Karina said hint at like the Junishi being possessed and like and be, having this like their own individual identity kind of suppressed by the curse and i mm-hmm. think like what we're kind of seeing in the development of yuki and why he was so distant and why that kind of triggered akito and how like when we <laughs> kind of the same like um i'm looking at the chat that's that's a good good summary yeah basically <laughs> it says for people who are listening record later it says she reacts badly the akito story <laughs> like a lifetime movie like yeah. <laughs> Um, but like I think uh, the yeah like uh, what was I saying? I got distracted. <laughs> um, oh, like there. I think like what's happening is when they start to maybe develop another identity and like a, start to lose is like not care about the attachment to the curse so much. Like even Shigeru mm-hmm. kind of points at this when he's talking to Tori and he's like, "But you can't let go of the curse. Like you can't let go of the bond. You mm-hmm. hate it, but you can't let go of it." And yeah. I think like for someone like Momiji, who's always been sort of looked down on by Akito and doesn't have that relationship, and like Yuki, who's someone who um you know it's per- t- always trying to change and grow and move forward and then you have someone like hero who has an- another person to be more attached to when his sister is mm-hmm. born like i think that that's what sort of contributes to them their curses being broken to people's curses being broken um early like that's what it seems yeah. to hint at me based on the things that we heard and see and have seen yeah it seems like like i think we've seen already and then like they'll talk about it more about like the curse just kind of generally weakening since it's been so long yeah. and then like i think the it's also that it seems like the junishi haven't been able to like be outside of the little soma circle and make bonds for a long time cuz the family's so insular yeah and so like the fact that so many of them right now are able to like step outside of that and form new bonds and get a sense of self is like kind of hurrying that along. Yeah. It seems like, yeah. And then it seems like the final thing that was holding on to it was Akita's like desperation to hold on to it. And so when she's yeah. willing to let that go. Yeah. The willing rest to is like able to, yeah. The rest is able idea to break. Permanence. Yeah. The, yeah. the rest is able to break. 
Yeah, because I think when it, when the curse breaks, she it's all like one by one, mm-hmm. like I'm uh, releasing you and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, It'll be a good time. Something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many tears. Yeah, yeah, I really <laughs> like how the the ending that end, part of the ending is presented and the whole like breaking of the curse and yeah, getting the fi- getting the like true version of the zodiac story and then kind of the conclusion of it. Mm-hmm. A part I really like. Yeah. It's a good end to a good series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think it does a good job summarizing kind of like everything that was presented and happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't have any other spoilers. Do you? Just that uh, Hana's fear about Toru being crushed by others' feelings was very mm-hmm. ominous. You? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, mm-hmm. She said that before. Haven't people said that before? I feel like Hana said that before too. Um, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, they talked more generally about like, oh, you shouldn't put all your feelings on that girl, it'll overwhelm her. But <laughs> yeah, this, it's specifically coming, too. yeah, <laughs> it's just specifically coming from Hana, and in that phrasing is very kind of mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hana's also like, I don't know if this is the end of the story yet, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with oh, <with, ooh>, great, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. with, like with a giant wink toward the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is very ominous are you do you think it like refers to a specific thing that happens i don't know like it could be the like very ending kind of thing but like yeah. it doesn't exactly fit that but it does kind of seem like like toru kind of breaking down from dealing with everybody's dealing with everyone's feelings but <laughs> yeah yeah but also like i think toru's growth in this story also yeah. has to do with that like kind of overcoming her her own mm-hmm. things that hold her back yeah yeah, like I think the like the positive part is that it doesn't completely crush her or destroy her smile or whatever she said. Like, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is um, ominous foreshadowing. For yeah, sure. I don't have anything else left to say um, for for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this yeah. was a good time. I feel like this was a success. We've wrapped yeah. in under two hours, or oh, just over two hours too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we didn't have a thirty minute rant that I cut. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, um, there's still time. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> like, stick around for rants. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, I don't have anything left to say. So mm-hmm. I think we can wrap up. Yeah. Only a couple of bird noises. And... Yeah, only a couple of bird noises. There wasn't any thunder. Nobody lost. There was last time we recorded or two times ago, my power was cut three times. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. So that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. No train. So, no, oh, yeah, no train. There's a train by Kayla's house. So, uh, usually we have to stop for the train, but that didn't happen either. So. Yeah. I hope Actually, I heard it a little before we started. And so I was like, maybe that means it won't come again. So. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Thank you all for joining us live. It was a good time. I appreciate yeah, it. It's fun. The <laughs> <laughs> There's a comment in the chat that says, <laughs> like the bird noises. <laughs> you should introduce Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's glad people like his noises because he yeah. likes to scream. Yeah. He does like, like to scream. Noises. He makes some cute noises, too. Yeah. He usually makes cute little noises, but sometimes he's like, hey, hey, pay attention to me. (laughs) Sometimes you can hear them if you listen very carefully in the in the editing, because like they're really hard to edit out. But he'll be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) I like that. Anyway, if he's not feeling chatty, I can wrap up. Mm -hmm. I'm prepared to perform live again. This time I might get right. (laughs) <laughs> all right thank you all for listening uh thanks for joining us thanks always for listening and sending comments and mm-hmm. i you know we're having a good time i hope everybody's yeah. doing okay in these uncertain times but yeah i don't know thank you all for listening we'll see you next yeah. time for oh for chapters 100 and 101 that's what we'll be covering next time yep all right 
bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Play us up. <laughs> Yeah, I did it right. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right, bye.